G'day, I'm Ian Swain, the owner of Swain Destinations, and welcome you to our series, G'day with Ian Swain. My guest today is Russell Vinks, the executive from Swalu, located in the Kalahari Desert in South Africa. I've known Russell for many years, and I remember fondly the first time Linda and I landed at the airstrip. Having been on many game drives throughout Africa in the past, I was keen to experience Swalu, as I've heard so many people tell me it's different. And wow, it was. Those loving meerkats stole the show. But first, let me introduce Russell. So g'day, Russell. G'day, Ian. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I just, um, love to find out more about uh, Swalu and, and your history there. And so really, as I said, Swalu is quite different with its size and array of animals. What drew you to love it so much? Tell me, was it the meerkats or the, the, rest, of the rest of the property? I think as time went by, meerkats were certainly one of the attractions, but well, almost 10 years ago, it was very much about the, the destination and the experience and, and Swalu being a new territory in the safari world, just showcasing, I think, the broader spectrum of what South Africa has to offer. Um, it's also about the people, the owners in the community, the passion and pride that goes into Swalu is a conservation project, and, and that's what it is. It's, it's first and foremost a conservation project and about the restoration of the, the Kalahari. Um, and I think it's just it's evolved into a wonderful safari experience as far as the guest experience is concerned. Um, and just with the, the various habitats that you have on the reserve, just lends itself to such a diversity of species. You have the mountain shrubland, which is conducive to the Hartman's mountain zebra, which you really see going into the bushveld, the plain bushveld, the dunes, um, the sand, where typically you would get to see the more rarer, unusual species, which is indicative of an arid savanna, like the African ground pangolin, and then the art fork, which is on most people's bucket list. Well, that's great, Russell. Um, you talk about the expanse of the property. Just how big is Swalu? Well, but no, I mean, it's a, as I said, it's a, it's, a, it's a conservation work in progress. And the audition, the, I think the ambition is to expand the protected area, the footprint. And we're currently at just under 300,000 acres, the largest private game reserve in South Africa. Okay, now, while we're all experiencing hardships and lockdowns globally, what are the current travel restrictions and lockdown policies for the region where you are in South Africa? I mean, with the amount of open space you just mentioned in the desert, social distancing shouldn't be too much of a problem. No, I think, we, I think we've practiced social distancing for, for some time. You know, we've, we, we've introduced a private game vehicle per booking for years and years. So it certainly gives uh, guests that element of privacy. We've renovated the, our main camp, the Motsi. So a lot of these private spaces. And I think also oh, the sheer stars of the reserve, when you look at the, the number of guests that we have at Swalu at any one time, 28 guests on just under 300,000 acres, your footprint is extremely low and your vehicle density is to an absolute minimum. We always say, you know, if you do see another vehicle whilst on drive, 
you should actually make a note and complain. And uh, when we were there, when Linda and I were there, we, we had an incredible couple of days of game viewing and, and you do it slightly differently where you can go out game driving during the day and, and go out for the whole day and have a beautiful picnic lunch somewhere in some serene place surrounded by giraffes. It was just memorable. But apart from the obvious of, of no clients right now, what has been the immediate impact on your business and what measures are you taking to ensure that you're able to endure this prolonged period of in, impact? And what have you done to keep your great team motivated during this time? Right now, we have our core team on property, the conservation, security, and a handful of maintenance, because essentially the conservation work, the security needs to carry on regardless. And the hospitality component have taken some long overdue time to spend with families. And as we phase in, we'll reintroduce the team and staff training, looking at new ways of inspiring our guest experience. Because I think the one thing is lockdown, the other is certainly international domestic travel. Uh, at the moment, other than evacuation, repatriation, and technical flights, uh, there's a ban on all flights into, into the country. And it's something that we'll, we'll assess as time goes by. And I think for us, yeah, it's dependent very much on when the skies reopen, as to when we'll welcome our first guest back to Swali. Right, and, and you touched on the conservation research and given that travelers can't travel to Swallow at the moment, as we know, um, how are you sharing the great and tireless work that the conservation research team are promoting and doing? Um, is that an, an option to being sending out an optimistic or a positive message uh, about what can happen? Well, I think for, for us, what we've done is we've, the communication is really digital. Um, we've focused on, I think, the core elements of what makes Swalu so unique. We've been talking about our conservation and the ongoing work that needs to be done. So literally the history, the current and looking forward. We've been sharing information and stories about the Swalu Foundation, which is the research component and which in, includes a number of uh, projects relating to certain species, archaeology, our artist in residence. So certainly something that we would include in a, in a guest experience. We've been talking about the, the wildlife. Um, and I think the type of wildlife experience, as you mentioned earlier, Swalu is quite different in, in being a, a private reserve and having a private vehicle. You, you have the ability as a, as a guest to really dictate your safari experience. We don't have set game drive times. Um, literally, when a guest arrives at Swalu, the guide and the guest will then tailor make their safari experience for however many days they are at the reserve. So you have this flexible approach. You can spend as much time as you'd like to at sightings. Um, and obviously, our safari experience is very much dictated to by, by the weather, really. You know, in winter, you have the, those really cold evenings. So your safari experience is from sunup to sunset. You don't want to be outdoors before or after. And you can spend the entire day out in the, out in the bush. And in the summer months, obviously, it gets really hot during the day. 
So your safari clock changes, you're out early, and you're back at camp taking advantage of the, of the experience. And then we do a lot of night drives, um, obviously with the nocturnals that you have in, the, in that part of the world, you know, some of your bucket list species include the likes of the pangolin, art fox, bat-eared fox, art wolf. So a lot of activity in the evening in summer, but purely tailored around the, I think, I suppose, the guests' wants and needs. And I remember uh, Linda and I took a horse ride out there looking for the pangolin, and um, we didn't find one, but we, uh, we saw some other great animals. So the horse riding was very popular. Um, what I love to see and hear over the last couple of weeks is the community spirit we're seeing all over the place. And it's so heartwarming and a great example of people pulling together to endure difficult times. Could you share any positive stories that you've had at Swalu, for example, that we'd like to hear about? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the, the biggest is, you know, you, you get so caught up in what you do on a daily basis that you actually don't appreciate your own back garden. And it's given us time to reflect and really appreciate where we are and what we do. Um, as far as our healthcare center is concerned, we're available for testing, for assessments, for easy access. And we found that the, the illness rate seems to have subsided uh, dramatically. I think with families being able to spend time at, time at home, uh, reduced stress, uh, reduction in the consumption of alcohol, you know, they've banned alcohol and cigarettes as well here. So a lot of that emphasis has gone into working in our vegetable gardens, um, being proactive on the, on the property. Um, it's also, I think, very much how interdependent we've become on one another. The spirit is really good. We, we're wanting to create new and exciting experiences for, for when we reopen. Um, our social media campaigns have been great. We've done a couple of videos with the staff and just the, the absolute laughter and the involvement and the passion that they put into wanting to share these experiences has been quite phenomenal. So, you know, everybody's in, in good spirits. We want to come out stronger. We want to come out better and just make sure that we provide an, an unforgettable guest experience. Right now, I vividly remember when we last met late last year, you'd just flown from South Africa via London to Philly, jumped in a cab because you were delayed and came straight to a restaurant to have dinner with Linda and myself. And I appreciated your dedication that night and can attest that the enthusiasm that that showed that night runs through the entire Swallow team when you're there. It was fascinating that night to hear the updates on the animals that we came to love and, uh, when we visited previously and the refurbishment of the two camps. Perhaps, do you have any, any latest news you can share with us now of, of things that are changing over the next six to 12 months? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, that was a great dinner. Yeah. I don't think I ate two days after that. Fun piece of restaurant. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. We, yeah, we renovated Motsi last year. We opened up the, the middle of June. And the emphasis was really just about creating those private spaces, being able to carry that private safari experience back into, back into the camp. Um, our culinary experience has grown exponentially. 
We now have Jan Hendrik van der Westhuizen, who is uh, South Africa's Michelin star chef, um, has a restaurant in Nice, and he's now taken over the kind of culinary directorship of what happens on the reserve. Um, in terms of the, the menus, the presentation, he works with a fantastic chef at the reserve, Manus, and just the, I think the, the growth and the experience has been phenomenal. And with his roots based in the, the Karoo, Jan will be opening up, hopefully this year, possibly into next year, will be opening up his second restaurant, Klein Jan, which will be available to guests and part of their dining experience as and when we, we open. So looking at all sorts of opportunities to be able to, I think, enhance every, every aspect. So every moment at Swalu, whether it's out on safari, whether you're interacting with researchers, you're understanding the conservation, the effort that goes into it, the, the guest experiences. You mentioned horse riding earlier. Absolutely, we encourage every guest to go on a ride. It doesn't matter level of expertise, it's just a really nice way to experience the bush other than being on a vehicle. You've got the walking safaris. You mentioned the meerkats. I mean, it would be remiss not to go and spend a morning with the meerkats. They are absolute characters. Um, some of you got to get up pretty early. Um, winter, they, they're not too partial to the cold. So you can lie in a little and then go and see them before they go foraging. We have the petroglyphs, those ancient etchings, Bushman etchings. Um, a wonderful day to take a picnic and go into the mountains. So there are a number of kind of activities associated to the whole safari experience, and just we're looking to we're looking to improve every day. Yeah, no, I remember um, when we were there, we spent a whole day with the meerkats. We were in awe of them, and it was just fantastic to see them and spend the time with them. Well, Russell, in closing, I want to thank you for your time, the images of Swallow, and then also the time that I went went to swallow and had a great time and, and i can't wait to to be there again and, and see the renovations and just to be there because it's just such a special special place and it is very very different to every other safari experience you can have and i know um, i'm anxious to see takuni uh, i know we're we're arranging that for a lot of families they can take sole use and it's just a perfect way to have a family bonding time together and i think coming out of this post-pandemic stage um, families will want to be together still and they'll realize that they can be together a lot longer and I think that'll open up a lot of more opportunities as well. So thanks for sharing um, some of your life to us, with us today Russell and I appreciate it and look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks very much Ian and thanks for thanks for having me and yeah I look forward to welcoming you back to Swalu on the other side of this. Yeah no worries mate okay. Thanks. All right.